1: Greetings and it's meeting time and today we're going to continue on our road of transformation from any type of addictive or fractured lifestyle and we do this by introducing the second step of recovery. We came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. It's in this step that we're going to discover foundational principles hidden treasures of hope, faith, freedom, trust, guidance, and true understanding of restoration. Now last week, we learned that our egotistical thinking of self-control has us continue doing that which is destroying our lives. And we learned that we must get rid of this ego and accept the fact that we're no match against this demonic disease of addiction. So now what do we do? How and where do we get this control? And the answer is in this second principle. This step is strongly informing us that existing in this bondage of addiction is insanity and that we must be restored to wholeness. I know some of you may be thinking the word insanity is too harsh a word to describe your condition. However, if we take a realistic look at our lives while in active addiction, we'll realize we've been anything but sane. The definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results. Self-control, self-centeredness, isolation, and blaming others for our problems are true signs of abnormal thinking ignoring warning signs that our lives are spiraling out of control and we continue to justify our actions, that's called denial, and that's insane. And destroying our lives and that of our loved ones, that's total insanity. No disrespect intended, but if I've just described some of your thoughts or actions, you need to stay with me today. My friends, this insane disease of addiction infects our whole being. You see, this step, it not only applies to ridding ourselves of our egotistical way of thinking, but our spirit, soul, and body needs revamped as well. And in First Thessalonians, the Apostle Paul recognized that there are three parts of our whole being. And he prayed, May the God of peace make you whole and holy. May you be kept safe in spirit, soul, and body. It's clear that we are tripartite beings. First, our spirit is the part which enables us to communicate with God. Secondly, our soul has to do with our emotions, desires, affections, and behaviors. And thirdly, our body is the house in which we dwell. Now, here's the insane piece. In our act of addiction, we lose our spiritual contact with God. We quench the Holy Spirit. And then our soul is defiled with evil thoughts of obsession, compulsion, lust, anger, depression, fear, and so on and so on. And these emotions lead to powerlessness, helplessness, and hopelessness. And Then we defile our body with alcohol, drugs, overeating, promiscuity, anorexia, and a plethora of filthiness. Our whole being is diseased by the devil's temptations of lies and enslavement. It's our whole being that must be restored, and it can only be restored by the triune God. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's only by the power greater than ourselves that can restore the paralysis of our spirit, soul, and body. Sadly to say, much too often Satan uses this addictive paralysis and distorted thinking to give up on God. In fact, you might be thinking, I tried God in the past And Nothing ever changed. You're tired of claiming Bible verses or praying for deliverance to no avail. And you're thinking, if there is a God, he's abandoned me. So you're finished with this higher power stuff. Let me tell you, you're not unique. You see, at one point in my life, I felt the same way. So let me try to help you overcome Satan's ploy of this unbelief, this disease thinking. In previous meetings, we learned the three principles that must accompany these 12 steps of recovery are being honest, open-minded, and willing. And the truth of the matter, I wasn't being totally honest with God, my family, my peers, or myself. Nor was I open-minded or willing to follow any good orderly direction. And by the way, good orderly direction, that's a synonym for God. I wasn't willing to follow God. I never came to terms with the absolute truth that I was totally powerless over Satan's control in my life. Or should I say, my demise. The first step. It never traveled from my head to my heart. My friends, I believe the most powerful weapons that Satan has in his arsenal to create this mental illness, it's lies, obsession, and compulsion. And that causes unbelief, lost years, lost relationships, lost opportunities, and possibly death. Jesus warns us that Satan is the father of lies, and he's a murderer. And whenever there was physical, mental, or emotional pain in my life, Satan would pull out these big guns of lies, obsession, and compulsion. I'd forget about God, I'd forget about recovery, I would relapse, and I would ignite this vicious cycle of addiction over and over again. And I suffered severe consequences. I can't tell you how many hundreds of times I proclaimed this first step, but never accepted complete defeat. For days, weeks, months, and years, I would obsess and then indulge compulsively over my idols, alcohol, drugs, and gambling. I lost all sense of reality. Talk about being restored to sanity. I couldn't comprehend that thought. Fence. That's pure insanity. And then when my life was totally out of control and living with the consequences of my action, I would call on God. But I would make demands. I would try to make deals with God. I'd tell him, I'm going to get drunk or high one more time, and then I'm going to go back to church, treatment, and meetings. Or I'm going to gamble until I get even, and then I'm going to quit. How ridiculous does that sound? How insane does that sound? Have you ever tried making deals with God? Let me know how that's working out for you. Look, we can't tell God what we want or make deals with Him because His solution to our dilemma is quite different than ours. Think about this. If we're still trying to control our lives in this mental derangement, is it any wonder why God is silent? My friends, addictive thinking births unbelief and we lose all sense of reality. And the Apostle Paul warns us of this in the scripture I ask you to reference in Romans 1, verses 21 through 23. Let's go there. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him or even give him thanks. Folks, that's telling me that we've abandoned God. And they began thinking of foolish things about what God was like. And as a result, they became dark and confused, claiming to be wise. They started worshiping idols. That's the insanity part. You see, this passage is describing the toll it takes on our spirit, soul, and body when existing in this insidious, diseased lifestyle. Offering ourselves to the idols of addiction birth, vile passions, reprobate minds, and personality deformities. And I lived in this downward spiral that Paul is describing for decades— I surrendered and worshiped, but I surrendered to Satan, and I worshiped my addiction. Thank God Paul understood the struggle of trying to heal thyself. In Romans seven fifteen, he scripts, I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Folks, that's like you and me saying this very day I'm an addict, and I can't quit. But then he tells us a solution to our dilemma. In Romans seven twenty four. Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. And like Paul, when we surrender our struggles, when we truly wave the white flag, a power greater than ourselves will indeed restore us to sanity. And that power is Jesus Christ listen, you just heard the insanity of my past. But today I speak to you with over 30 years of recovery and healing. And Jesus Christ will transform your life as well. And we're assured of this in Romans three twenty-three through 26. For everyone has sinned. We've all come short of the glory of God. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight, and he did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sins. People were made right with God when they believed Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood And God did this to demonstrate his righteousness. For he himself is fair and just, and he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. Look, salvation is freely given, but expensively purchased by God. He sacrificed his son for you and for me. And it's insane to say that God has abandoned us. It's insane to say we're finished with God, and it's insane not to accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. Now, friends, addiction begins when we reject God. Recovery begins when we rediscover God and search the Scriptures, and then we find His 12 Principles of Healing. Recovery begins when we come out of hiding and isolation and start attending recovery meetings. You see, witnessing the miracle of recovery in others, receiving prayer, support, encouragement, and mentoring, it instills in us hope and a newfound faith. In fact, this second step is called the hope step, the faith step. Jesus did his part And when we do our part, it gives us access to the greatest power there is to renew our spirit, soul, body, and restore us to sanity. And that's God himself. Amen. Folks, you don't want to miss next week's meeting. Pastor James Hogan from Faith Bridge Community Church in McKees Rocks will be with us sharing his testimony, his journey from the pit of hell of addiction to being behind the pulpit with nearly three decades of recovery and healing. You better tell your friends they're going to hear a powerful message. Amen.